Hello beautiful light beam, I'm so happy that you stumbled upon this wee podcast. Soul-led, spirit-driven is your guide, your companion on your spiritual journey. Together, let's explore past lives, life lessons, karmic cycles. Let's learn how to navigate through this earthly life. And together with my astral team, Echo, I hope to make each episode as potent and as informative as I possibly can so that you can slowly unpack all that is human till you get to that beautiful center that is your soul so you can see yourself in your true magnificence. Okay, let's begin. first came across Nuna when she posted in a local Facebook group that she is going to be holding sessions or meditation circle inside her beautiful canvas tent while she is staying here in Lake's entrance. Now, I missed the initial post and I didn't see it till much much later when Nuna has already moved on with her family but I knew I had to look her up on well hello Instagram thank you for that because I found she wolf shaman Nuna on it and boy I fell down a rabbit hole looking at all the little squares that make up a fraction of her nomadic life because you see Nuna has been traveling for the last year with her family, her husband, her three daughters from Perth, living the nomadic life. Now, if you've been around here for any amount of time, you would know that that is my dream, to travel with my family, visit towns, visit people, be with nature, enjoy what this beautiful country has to offer and still run my sessions. And so I could see so much available for myself through those pictures. But that's not the only thing that drew me to Nuna. In fact, it's her mission, her purpose that feels so aligned with my own purpose that has really, really drawn me to her. You see, Nuna believes in bridging the gap between a soul, a higher self, a spirit and the human. And so in her work, she helps people to reconnect to their soul, their gifts, which is everything that I just love, right? And, and, and truly believe in this is why we're here. You know, to remember these gifts that we have to remember greater power and not just live from this limited human. But here is something else that is really fascinating about Nuna. So Nuna is a social worker, a doula, life coach, like I mentioned before, a mama of three, so very busy. But she is also a shaman who trained and was initiated in Mongolia by the Mongolian shamans. And that is just 
it was just a story that I knew needed to be shared and I wanted to bathe in that energy as well. I wanted to know more, like how does someone from Europe end up in Mongolia and then ends up being trained by Mongolian shamans when that wasn't even you know, her plan. She did not go to Mongolia to train as a shaman. But becoming a shaman has really deepened Nuna's connection to ancestral wisdom, past lives, channeling past souls, and tapping into other dimensions, other worlds, which, as you know, is my gem right there. So I could have easily talked to Nuna for hours and hours but we kept it, I think, within an hour. But I would know that you will enjoy this conversation and enjoy getting to know Nuna. Now, just to give you a little bit of background before we dive into this episode, Nuna, since returning to Australia, as I mentioned before, is now traveling with her family through Australia. I think they're right about somewhere in Brisbane now, as at least I think at the time of the recording, that's where she was. And she offers shamanic healing sessions, sacred rituals and workshops and really has the tools to help and understand trauma and the challenges that we face as humans. So when you connect with her, and she said in person is just the most potent way to work with her, especially when you enter that beautiful tent. But she will offer you perspectives for your path, your purpose, so that you can live a nice, fulfilling and peaceful life. Hello, my soul sister. Oh, I have been so blessed to have met so many wonderful souls who feel so aligned with me, with my passion, my purpose, my mission here. And Nuna is definitely one of those beautiful beings that I I just want to sit and talk to for hours and hours and hours. I haven't told her this, but I secretly believe we must be soul sisters. <laughs> so I can't wait for you to hear this episode, listen in on the conversation I've had with Nuna and hear her wisdom and her perspective on how we can all live this beautiful, peaceful, expended life. So, everyone, here is Nuna from She-Wolf Shaman. So, welcome to the Soul Led Spirit Driven Podcast, Nuna, and I am so delighted. I've given you like a snippet of an introduction, but I would love for you to fill in the gaps for us and tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you got to here, to doing what you're doing, and then we'll just see where the journey takes us. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Kesha, for having me. I'm very, um, very honored to be on your podcast. It's a pleasure. Um, so a little bit about me. I think I've always been very intuitive, very connected to the other side. Um, just having different little vision, I guess, perceptions of things. Um, but I've always used it for my own sake, for my own life. So I've always 
um, I don't know, just have like premonitions or um, little gift of feeling things, um, seeing souls that are passed away. Um, and that's always been just my own journey. I never wanted to do anything out of it in a way until I moved to Mongolia, lived there for two years. And um, I met someone that says that there's been to see a shaman and I should go and see them because they're really fantastic and they can answer questions about um, <clears throat> your life path and about everything about you. So I thought, why not? I've got nothing to lose. I can go and see someone over there. Um, and when I arrived there, um, the lady quickly saw that I had these abilities that I haven't said anything to, or I haven't expressed anything yet. She could straight away see that there was um, some doors open inside of me and some channel um, that were possible there. Um, so she said, it's great. I can see that you really opened, that you have some abilities, but I need to take you to the master shaman. I cannot tell you what's happening right now. I need to take you to my teacher. Um, so the master shaman is someone that is able to train new shamans and it's um, the teacher for everyone. Uh, so she took me straight away there. So we got in the car, um, drove to a different place in the middle of nowhere. And, um, and over there, I meet the master shaman. Um, and that lady straight away, um, she started to explain to me what shamans do. So she explained me about uh, rituals and offerings and lots of different things, lots of different traditions that are really important for for um, Mongols into shamanism, their way of doing shamanism. So she spent about an hour explaining me all this. And I was just wondering why she was telling me all this. So I was like, that's great. I'm so happy and honored to learn all this. But why is she telling me all that? Uh, it's, it's a bit weird. I thought she would ask me some questions about my life. <laughs> um, <clears throat> And then she stopped and she said, well, you know why I showed you all this. And I just wasn't too sure why, to be honest. And she said, it's because you're one of us. You are a shaman. You are part of who we are. You can connect with us. And um, I really want to help you open the last door, the last gate for you to really be able to to see, to connect even more, to use your third eye even more and to use it as a gift to help others as well. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a shock. <laughs> that was a bit of a, of a, of a surprise. Um, so I went home and I had to Google what it means to be a shaman because <laughs> I had no idea exactly what shamanism was or what it involved to be a shaman. I would never, um, call me like this I still struggle to call myself a shaman because um, I don't feel like I don't have any background or any training um, done in that way um, but for them it is really important that once you've been initiated you step up into calling yourself so and really bringing on that gift to help others because if not it's um it's like an offense to your ancestors to not use what you've been given, if that makes, makes sense. Um, so yeah, since I went to Mongolia and all this um, initiation happened, um, I've been offering my services to, to other people for about two and a half years. 
Um, so yeah, that's how I started into, into shamanism, really. Um, but before that, I've been a social worker, a doula, um, a life coach. So I guess I was always connected to uh, social work and to helping out others. And, um, and yeah, I'm really social. I love people. I love connecting with people and I love helping. Um, so it's always been part of me, but I've never... It's like I've, I haven't chosen to be into shamanism, if that makes sense. It's chosen me instead of me yeah. choosing this path. Wow, that is so fascinating, um, Nuna, because I was drawn to you um, and your work because of this beautiful energy that you do, that you have about you. Obviously, you live like my dream life, this nomadic lifestyle, which has drawn me to it, but there is this inexplainable energy about you. Um, and, and I understand now why, because from childhood, you, you, you um, embraced it in, 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 on some sort of level. But my question is, um, now you're from Europe and Mongolia isn't a particular trendy destination for people to go to now I know that you know intuitively perhaps on some level you must have been drawn to it obviously it was all orchestrated somehow you know by spirit you know for you to find yourself there but on a human level um what made you go to Mongolia out of all the places in the world <laughs> It's a good question. Um, it's actually because of my husband's work. Um, he's been offered a position there as a, as a project manager on one of the projects happening in Mongolia. Um, and I wasn't really keen on going because I'm a big sun lover. I love the warmth. I like to be barefoot. I like to be outside as much as I can. And uh, Mongolia have frigid temperature in winter. It goes down to minus 40. So it's... Um, I was not really keen on, on going to live somewhere so cold. Um, but like you say, I believe there was a, a massive reason for me to be there and to meet these people and, and to do my initiation there. And that really has opened up everything um, for me in a, at such a higher level and such a higher vibration that it's just, yeah, I'm just super grateful um, that I've been able to go there and connect with these people and really... Um, I wish I could see them again. I wish I could speak more of the language as well, because it's always been a bit of a barrier in the language as well, where the master shaman didn't speak English. So um, the first person I went to see, Tuya, was translating for me. So it's always a bit of a of a diff, you know a bit of a tricky moment where it's a translation. English not my first language either. So um, yeah, I wish it turned into a bit of an easier conversation but I think all this was meant to be I was meant to be there I was meant to to meet them and they really have um have changed my life in in yeah something I could never um forget or um be ungrateful for it's, it's just been amazing <laughs> yeah it sounds like it and, and even though um it was led by you know your husband needing to go there obviously on a on a, like you said on a much deeper um, much bigger uh, level it was meant to be for you as well and even though you had these language barriers on both sides because 
you know, you like me, myself, uh, English isn't a first language, so we have that. And then you have this translator who, or this interpreter who is trying, you know, her best as well to <laughs> translate it's like from both sides, and yet it worked. But the reason I wanted to know why you chose um, to go is because often in life, I know that um, we get these impulses or these messages to go somewhere to do something and when we're not fully hmm, connected to our intuitive selves we tend to just dismiss it like that's a crazy idea what would I do there but your proof that even though Mongolia wasn't a country that you would have or a destination that you would have picked because it is cold right um but still you went along and uh there was that you know, big hmm, uh, initiation, that big, you know, life-changing experience that happened for you, which led you to be here and now facilitate for others. So I wanted to highlight this because for my listeners who are listening, um, and I know we talk about this so much, um, trusting your intuition, trusting those messages that are coming through. Um, another reason why I brought Nuna on the, to the podcast is because her message is very aligned with my message and I would love for you to share you know the purpose of your work like what are you trying to help us with okay <clears throat> um I think the main ingredient that comes out when I when I work with people is um just helping to find our magic again, but he on us. Um, it took me, when I came back from Mongolia, it took me a whole year before I started to offer what I do. Because um, I've always loved spirituality. I know it's part of me, but it was also a part that I didn't like, that I didn't connect with. Because it was always that picture of healing and healers are always people that dress perfectly, that eat perfectly, that... Um, sit on a beautiful mat and that have everything together and to me that didn't resonate with who I am where my life has always been a little bit of chaotic a little bit I've got three daughters and I've been traveling a lot and um, you know it, it's life is full of up and downs and difficulties and and I could never see how it matches the perfect image of of healing in a way um, so what I really want to do through my work is, like you talked before, and it's just a beautiful word to say, it's a bridging the gap. It's really bringing that beautiful spiritual energy into our everyday life, into our relationships, into our struggles, uh, when we feel depressed, when we struggle financially, um, when our relationships are tricky, in all these moments that life gives us to to heal and to progress and to grow into um, because if we just connect to this beautiful energy and this beautiful light and higher dimension of vibration and we feel so good and we wish we could be there all the time when we come back down into our, the reality of living here on earth sometimes the shock is a little bit too big and a lot of us feel depressed or anxious or like they lose their purpose and they lose who they are. They have no idea how to incorporate who they are into the reality of life. Um, so I think my main work is to really 
reconnect people with their own gift, with what they're made of, how much magic there is inside them, how much light there is inside them, and how much they can create in their life here, how much they can bring that spirituality, that higher vibration into every day. Little bit by little bit, it's never a massive <clears throat> big bang, everything is fine <laughs> kind of situation. <clears throat> Sorry. It's always little piece by little piece. Uh, but the more we do this, the more our life becomes full of joy and happiness. And the more aligned we are with, with, with our purpose and our gifts, and the more life flows into, into us, and the more it's, um, yeah, it just makes so much more sense to bring things here into reality for me instead of trying to reach really high and then come back into my reality take everyone up into the astral <laughs> and then like yeah now we're back to reality <laughs> yes exactly <clears throat> so and, it is really we, much sorry it is really much bringing um doing a bridge between the two and bringing the two together so lots of people talk about the fifth dimension and it's really bringing this into us it's living that way Mm, I love that so much because it is so aligned with um, what I believe as well and and share um, and I've shared with you I call it sort of bridging the gap between the soul self and the human self because often yeah we want to go out of our body go up there you know being the astral and I can understand from reading the Akashic records that especially star seeds feel that need to go out because they're longing for home they're longing for what that you know utopic way of living is but we have to sort of remember that we chose souls to come down into this world of dualities this very dense physical world because of all the experiences the learnings that we can gain from here right and so to have someone like you come and 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 um help us like it's almost like I see you as you know this personal trainer in a gym and someone comes <laughs> in and you know they're like overwhelmed like oh my god there's all these things that I can do but I have no idea how to use it and there you are like showing them around and going like you know this is how you use this and this is how you use that and it doesn't have to be hard right and you connect them to their gifts to make life uh down here a bit easier i just want to apologize because if you're watching this on youtube uh i am kind of zooming in and out of the picture <laughs> because i've got a little chihuahua doggy coming in through the door Aww. and i'm like i don't want him here because he's gonna be noises <laughs> i'm like as soon as he leaves i'm like trying to close the door uh, so i apologize <laughs> for that i am all ears here with you though because this is beautiful and fascinates me now, you know, here's the, uh, something that I really loved. Uh, you have a special tent that you set up. Uh, is that your tent that is just for your sessions or is that your family tent slash um, sessions tent? I guess what I'm asking also is because you're traveling, I think you're still traveling, um and and you facilitate these sessions which uh I, all my listeners know this is my dream like this is what I want to do I want to connect more with people I had a huge uh fear of in person and you know speaking for the people anyways and then I see with this beautiful tent and those of you who haven't um 
found Nuna's account yet, I will of course link it all up, please go and check it out. It is just magnificent, just your setups and everything, but please share a little bit about this magnificent tent. Thank you. <laughs> um, it is only my work tent. Um, when I worked in Perth, I purposely choose a tent just because I can be outside a lot more. Uh, and I absolutely love that. For me, my sessions are very earthy, very realistic. So I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be in nature. And um, I like the setting of a tent because it's like a little cocoon as well. So when people come in, they feel like they really... Um, in their own little cocoon they feel very safe they feel very it's very intimate it's only just the two of us in a tent so it's very um it's very warm it's a lot of cushions lots of pillows so people feel very comfortable and I also ask people to come in their most comfortable clothes because it's not about how we dress up it's about feeling comfortable and, and good in our bodies as well while we do the healing um <clears throat> I actually came back from Mongolia with a miniature yurt you know the big yurt that they live in uh bring one back that's about two by two meters like two meters wide um and i used that at the start it was just um just amazing just beautiful to be in there but it's a little bit small and you had to be on all four to crawl in wow. uh, so for some people it's not ideal if you have back problems or if you struggle to to go on all four and you could also not stand up in it so it was a little bit tight uh, but it was a real deal, a real experience. The Mongolian um, yurt was just amazing. So I wanted something that looks similar, that provides the same kind of cocoon energy. Um, and the tent is easy because being on the road, I can just fold it up and take it to the next place. And so it's just been beautiful to be um, living the nomadic lifestyle with my family and where I feel like, like it. I'll put up my tent set up everything beautifully and then I offer my services and if that makes sense if that aligns with what people want to do they're welcome to see me but I also understand that it's not everyone's cup of tea and if they don't align with it they have to go and see the right person for them they have to see someone that really makes sense for them in their heart if that makes sense um, but it's been beautiful it's been amazing to be um, able to visit so many places, so many sacred lands, so many beautiful people all around Australia. It's such a beautiful um, country that is so many beautiful places to see. Um, so we left Perth about a year ago already and we made it to Brisbane. So we haven't moved very fast. <laughs> we live in an old bus and we're traveling really slow. But it's just been a beautiful journey being nomadic and um, yeah, living close to the forest or the river and just taking the time as well to connect with nature, with the elements and even the people I met on the road. It just feels like having the time to meet people has made such a difference because my whole life has become a lot more conscious, a lot more um, meaningful in a way of I just don't meet people and say hi and then I keep going and I keep going because I have to go to the supermarket or the school or work or it's never a rat race like this anymore it's always like hi how are you who are you um, and it's always a lot more depth into meeting people and places because we have the time to do so and yeah, that time is the most beautiful gift. It really hasn't been, has been the most enjoyable um, thing on the road is 
having time to connect, having time to bask in a river, having time to hug the trees, having time to lay in a field, to walk barefoot, um, and also to teach my daughters about all this. It's one of the main reasons as well was to be able to connect my daughters the same way, to really show them what's important, what's essential, and how connected we are to nature and everything around us before they grown up and it's it is getting too late <laughs> oh my goodness this was like you were painting a vision for me i i shamelessly will admit that your account has so many beautiful pictures that are like my pinterest board um and you know i teach about visualizing your life and and helping yourself with pictures as well if you can't visualize it and and um you know i do that as well because this is we're going actually next week um for a mini sort of try out uh, a road trip um road trip for probably a couple of weeks to uh, new south wales where i'll be teaching and then hopefully byron bay but we haven't yes. yeah we're just on a tested out we've manifested the caravan we've manifested the car you know and so it's like it's even silly to say manifested, but we've called it in. And I just love everything that you've explained because it is that slowing down and and um, stepping off the hamster wheel, right? Like that rush and getting places faster and doing things so fast. And, and I really, really resonate with all of what you said. Actually, I'm going to have to, I think, get my husband to listen to this episode. <laughs> He loves this. This is like Florian's gem, but the way you painted the picture, I'm like, it's beautiful. So thank you thank for you. sharing this with us. Um, I would love to know, um, you've, you've touched on your work and obviously that beautiful cocoon tent, but Luna, can you please uh, give us a little bit more details about like how you do your work? Like what are, what, what are you doing? Are you running courses? Are you doing sessions? Are you doing healings? Um, please share with us a little bit more about how you facilitate that. Yes, of course. Um, so the sessions last more or less about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, people come and see me usually um, for a reason, I ask people to really come for um, a reason or an intention with the healing. Um, so it can be finding purpose, um, finding strengths, uh, having more clarity on your life path. It can be um, sometimes when people are struggling with loss or depression or anxiety or trauma, it can be so many different reasons. Um, and what we do usually is more like a life coaching kind of start where um, I'm not trying to guess anything um, out of people. So I still enjoy people that come and tell the story and explain me who they are and where they're really struggling. And then straight away, I connect myself. Like I used to do a ritual to really being able to be in that trans kind of energy space to be able to receive messages. But the more session I've done, the, the less I need to do this, the more the connection comes straight away. Um, so now I really connect straight away to the big picture. It's a little bit like if I'm taking out on eagle's wings and I can see the really big picture of people and I can really see what happened in the past, where they're at in their journey and what can be possible for them as well. What if they use their gift, if they reconnect with their soul, if they really embrace who they are fully. 
Um, so usually that's where um, I explain what I see, I explain. Um, it can be colors, it can be, um, yeah, life purpose. It, it can take so many different ways that it's a bit hard to, to explain um, spe in specific cases, but it's mostly um, gaining clarity on who we are, why we are here on earth as well. What are the gifts that we came here to see? That's probably the first thing I see is, I see the color of the soul and I can tell straight away what soul family we're part of. And that soul family often have the same reason for coming on earth. So some people come here for helping others, for being connected to spirituality and all this. Some people come here because they, they are really good at bringing joy and happiness and laughter and um, all this beautiful yellow energy as well. And some people are a lot more connected to the lower chakra and they're here to really be grounded and anchored and uh, helping others to really build the foundations. Um, so it can really take lots of different ways into what needs to happen. Um, I also do have a fair bit of people that come to see me because they have lost someone um, and the soul often connect and then there's messages coming through. Um, these sessions gets really emotional because I feel all the emotions in my body. So if there's anger or resentment or anything that happened I really feel it through my body and then I can express it to the person or guilt or anything that can um, that happened I really feel it through my body um, <clears throat> but there's also a lot of emotion when it's a young soul or it's the loss of someone we're really close or there's messages that haven't been said um, <clears throat> then there's a lot of emotion there's a lot of um trauma healing that can happen through messages like this that come from the other side if that makes sense so there's a lot of channeling as well that can happen um not especially planned um I always said I'm happy to connect myself and if that soul is ready to come and it's the right time then there will be some messages but I will I cannot force anything so if you really want to come to see me because you want to connect with someone that passed away I cannot guarantee anything if that makes sense so I'll just always say I'll connect myself whatever needs to be healed today will come through but we might completely go off track and go into something else and that's what I believe that's what was needed at that time um, so I don't hold any control in this and and I'm really grateful for this because it's not my place to know if it's the right time or if I'm the right person to channel this um, but there's a lot of channeling happening there's a lot of um, past life connections as well sometimes I'm completely transporting to a past life and I'm like oh this and this and this happened and it makes a lot of sense for the person here in, the, in their life um, and it happens also that sometimes some things from the future happened like if I um, had a few women that come and see me and straight away I see little souls that have chosen them as their mama, but the mum isn't pregnant or haven't thought about it anything yet. So it's um, I'm really careful the way I speak in that case because I don't want to scare people as well. I don't want to, um, yeah, I want people to be really comfortable with the information that comes through. Um, and then usually if it's needed, I ask people to lay down and we do a bit more of a, body shamanic healing so sometimes I would play the drums sometimes I would just chant sometimes I would just shake some rattles um, sometimes I use a bit of reiki as well 
Um, it depends really what's needed for that person. It really can go so many different ways. Um, but I always make sure people leave my tent feeling empowered and comfortable. Um, I've always allowed people to stay as long as they need afterwards. If they need a few minutes to go home, I would never um, feel good about someone going home and then feel terrible or feeling like something is incomplete or the information they have received is not right. So I always make sure people live empowered and comfortable and um, yeah, and it's just been, it's been beautiful. It's been, um, it's been filling my cup at the same time as I, as I help others. So it's just been like an exchange as well because we can always go. I don't claim to know everything for sure. So I'm always um, grateful to learn as well and to grow with people and to figure out things. And um, yeah, I'm grateful for where it takes us together because I get to travel with people. I get to explore different realms, different dimensions and um, yeah, taking me to beautiful places and beautiful relationships, beautiful souls that come through. I just feel very honored to be able to to channel this and to reconnect people with them. Um, yeah, so the sessions are sometimes very emotional, <laughs> but most of the time very um, empowering, I hope, uh, into having more clarity um, about where they go and who they really are. So my goal is really to reconnect people with their gift and with their soul, just so they can make choices that matches who they are because most of the time life goes on and we forget to reconnect with who we are or to honor who we are really fully. So we make choices that are more practical or that we make with our head instead of making it, we're making them with our heart. And then we lead into paths that are okay, but they're not really matching who we are. Like we do a work because it makes sense in reality, but it's not really fulfilling for us. Same for relationships or same for, um, yeah, anything else in our life. So I really hope I can make a difference in reconnecting people with their soul as much as I can. So suddenly they feel a lot more empowered. They feel a lot more connected to themselves to make choices that really matches who they are. Knowing the universe will support you if you choose you. That's something I really repeat a lot is that if you make a decision that makes sense for you, even if it doesn't make sense for the rest of the people around you or, or anything else practical, if you make sense on the inside, it's right. And the universe will come and support you in that way. Even if you can't, can't see the outcome or can't see the big picture, it's always, we're always supported when we choose ourselves. So I think that's the main <clears throat> um, gift out of the session is that people reconnect with themselves and feel good about who they are and they can use this in their life every day. That's my main goal is that they have suddenly <clears throat> a toolbox full of tools that they can use to go out and about and, and do their own healing and their own decisions for themselves. I've never claimed that I'm a healer or that I, that I heal people. This is not what I do at all. <clears throat> I allow people to do their own healing. I give them the clarity to do their own work, their own decisions, their own choices, because we always have our own choices. We always have the freedom to choose what's right for us, depending yeah. on how we feel as well. So and I guess honoring. Yes. Awesome. And, no, 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 you're right. And honoring who we are to really make the best decision for our lives. And the more we do this, 
the more our lives are <clears throat> full of um, connection and, and depth and amazing presence and manifestation and abundance and, and joy and love and happiness. And that's why we're here to, to live. So it makes a lot more sense to live in it that way. <laughs> oh, an explorer though. And I, 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 um, I love that you said that you don't claim to be a healer because I think all greatest healers uh, really understand that they are the tools, the facilitators helping the body or the spirit to remember how to heal themselves. And they have this huge respect of free will as well, right? That we here have free will um, to, to choose which way to go and what to do. Um, and all this just really deeply resonated. And uh, my question is, sorry, if anyone is what listening to this or watching um and they're not near you can they book in online sessions or your work what you do is most potent when it's in person it's most potent when i'm in person to be honest just because myself i'm not really great with technology and even though it's a great tool to be able to connect with people all around the world and it's possible i've offered some sessions online as well if people are too far to come to see me, but I love the human contact. I love to be there in person. I give, you know, people a hug as well at the end. It just, to me, it, it makes a lot more sense in person, but it's possible to do it online as well. So I'm always open to both. If people are comfortable online as well, I've done some sessions online, but I'd say 90% of my work is always in person. Yeah. Mm, I hope so. Um, give people a little um, stone when they come and see me they go home with a crystal to take home oh. um, so it's something that I love to do but that only can happen in person as well yeah so there's a, yeah. They, pick a, they pick a car there's lots of things like this that are happening in person that it's a bit hard to do online but it's um it still works online as well the, you know the connection the energy is the same online so it works as well well, your process sounds certainly like it is very potent. There's all different elements. And um, I guess in our line of service work, um, unlike, let's say, someone who has to prepare a lesson or, you know, what they will teach or what they will talk about and they can write out a script, we really have to show up very humble, you know, surrendering to what will come through for this person and we never know right we can't prepare ourselves really you know there's no script there's no notes that we can take because like you said every session is 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 different and it's very much depending on the person their spirit their energy that comes through no no what about um someone listening now to us and you saying how we should uh, bring spirituality into our everyday life uh, yeah. to have this bigger, better, nicer life, easier. Um, and they're maybe, you know, not ready for a session with you or perhaps they're far away from you. Is there anything that you can tell them uh, they can start doing now before, you know, they become brave or, become, you know, to see you or, or are in your uh, area? Is there anything that we can start doing now to bring more spirituality into our everyday life? Um, I guess, yeah, I guess there's lots of things <clears throat> we can 
do depending on what we believe in as well um <clears throat> i always found that making a little list of all the things we love doing is really important to reconnect to this and um, putting these things that we love doing incorporating into what we're doing every day so really making this a priority because that's the problem usually is that we do all the things we have to do and then the things we love right at the end if there's still time if there's still energy but incorporating this in our everyday lives thinking okay, I need 10 minutes in nature because I love this or I need 15 minutes of painting or drawing or whatever it is that makes your soul happy is so important, especially for lots of mums or dads that are really busy, that spend a lot of time giving the energy to others. We forget to look after ourselves, And that's really so important. I know it's been said a million times that we have to fill up our cup first to be able to give it to others. But at the end of the day, we still do it. We still put others first. And it's really important to reconnect with the things we love because they are the past to our passions. They're the past to our gift. They're the past that show us what we're good at, what we enjoy in life and how we function as well. So the more we reconnect with this energy, the more it reconnects us with our soul. I have lots of people that come and see me and they're like, I have no idea what I, what I like to do, what I, what I want to do, just because they've looked after others for so long. They sacrifice themselves for their work or their studies or their families, that they've forgotten what they love. They've forgotten who they are. They've forgotten what they're good at, what they love doing. So it's really looking at little things that we can do every day that really reconnect us with our soul. The little moment that we're like, oh, love doing this. Do you know the one that really brings you that high vibration of excitement and joy and be like, oh, this makes me so happy. This is what we want to reconnect with because the more of this we do, the better aligned we are with our soul and with our gift. And if we allow more and more time every day to reconnect to that, then our soul is like waking up, we're reconnecting with it and it's a lot more magic happening. And that's the start of everything. That's the start of manifestation and life purpose and, and gift and um, the dream life that we want to have. It starts with the little things like this, just simply reconnecting with the little things we love doing. But because they're so simple and they're so um, basic or insignificant, people don't feel like they are great. Like I had some people saying, you know, I love, I love the water. I love being in the water. I love the ocean. I love bars. But it's not a job. It doesn't make money. It's not a passion. And I'm like, it's not. But it just tells you how much connected you are to the water. Just start to embrace it and do more and more of it. And suddenly they realize that they can find a work close to the ocean or that they find, you know, a lot of different other ways or close to a river or um, that they give. I don't know. There's so many opportunities we don't see just because we feel like what we love or what we love doing is not good enough or is not spectacular enough where the magic is in little things like this. It doesn't have to be huge for you to call it a passion or to call it a purpose. It starts with very, very little um, moments of joy and happiness, what makes your soul shine. <gasps> and suddenly there's a lot more of this in your day. Suddenly 
it really brings you that sense of purpose. It grows into something bigger, but it always starts very small. And I feel like that's what we can do um, anytime, any days, is reconnecting what's beloved, is waking up thinking, hmm, what do I want to do today? Like if I had a, a magical wand, what would I do today? And just that, just to reconnect with the magic of what we love doing, what makes us feel good, what raise up our vibration. Um, I've had lots of people as well coming to see me and say, I really want to meditate, but I can't. Um, mm, I cannot that's do more a big than, one. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> more do more than two minutes. And, you know, what do I do? And most of the time I say, well, me too. I can't meditate. <laughs> and they're like, oh, wow. really? Well, how do you get, you know, so much wisdom? And I say, well, I have found my own way of meditating. It doesn't have to be, you know, a beautiful, long, half an hour, quiet sessions or anything like this. There's absolutely no rules of how everyone connects with who they are. Um, sitting on the mat for a long time in quiet, this is not me. This is not working for me at all. It works for some people and that's fantastic for them. Great. If it doesn't work for you, that means there's another way for you to rise up your vibration. It's not going to help you if you do something you hate. It's mm -hmm. not just because it's meant to help you. It doesn't mean it's good for you. So if your thing is... Um, to go outside, put the music on and dance and, and move your body. And that's what raises your vibration. That's your meditation. If it is to have a bath by yourself with a cup of tea in a book, do this because that's your meditation. You don't have to meditate the way it's safe to do <laughs> in a way mm. that you should do it. It has to be your own way <clears throat> because if not, it loses the whole purpose of bringing your energy higher so it can be meditation to me is has a lot more shape and a lot more style than we think it's not just sitting quietly and clearing the mind um it's it's a million different things it can be loud it can be messy it can be uh outside it can be inside it can be it's just about doing what makes you happy what makes you centered what makes you be connecting with your inside if that makes sense oh absolutely and <laughs> I so agree I mean I love actually sitting in meditation I can sit if no one if I didn't have to do anything else I could sit for hours um <laughs> but that's because for me that actually feels like everything is I'm shutting everything off I am here I couldn't do it in the middle of the day let's face it because there's my mind is also <laughs> going to like all the things we need to do so I actually started years ago getting up early like at 4 a.m and I started with five minute meditation and then soon I was like when my buzzer went off I'm like oh that wasn't enough so I increased it but um I I I, I knew I had to get up at 4 a.m because there's nothing else happening and I know I can give that time and I can sit for like an hour if I wanted to but that's me and I I always say as well like you know even when you're folding washing or you're doing the dishes or you're doing your bed you know if if you can bring yourself into like this present moment and focus on the task because often we're like we're watching we're folding the washing you know but if you can just focus on and not focus on what you're doing that is a meditative practice as well right like uh you know 
doing the the um, dishes, looking out the window. You know, often people get lots of information, guidance comes through that, or in the shower, or when we're driving the car, right, to a place that is so familiar to us, we don't have to check the map. So I love that you highlighted this, but no, no, I noticed also that you mentioned a few times the word. Um, what brings you joy or what makes you happy, you know, not word, words. Um, and I think it is so important to highlight this because we have been so conditioned to live a life in like suffering and, you know, things have to be hard. You have to work hard, you know, like, you know, even when there's a little bit of joy coming away, oh, we don't want to get excited because we don't want to spoil it, right? Like that's how we have been almost programmed. I know so many people that, you know, amazing things happen to them. Like, oh no, I don't want to get excited because I might spoil it, right? Or, mm. you know, I'm not working unless I'm working really hard, you know, like I can't even sit down in the middle of the day or she is so lazy because she has a nap in the middle of the day, you know, and so... <laughs> You have been so conditioned to believe that. And so I love that you're highlighting the importance of feeling into what brings us joy, feeling into what makes us happy and doing more of that. Because I feel at least that the external world is going to give you so many opportunities to be sad, to be angry, to be frustrated, that if you can at least lean into the happiness that you know you can create, then it's almost like you're able to withstand the storms, right, that are raging. It is. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, it's very true. You're completely right. It's an amazing piece of wisdom. But it's so simple at the same time that it's um, it's not seen as so important because it's very basic and simple. But it is so important because it's it's the best way to make decisions as well. If you have to make a big decisions between two different jobs or two different paths, or and you really struggle to make that decision, the best way to know is to feel which one is bring you the joy and the happiness. So you can pretend you connect it to one of the choices and see if it, what it brings you, what it makes you feel like. If it brings you joy, happiness, excitement, that's the right decision. If it makes you feel like, oh, a little bit heavy, but I should do it because it makes sense, that's not right for you. So anything that brings us joy and happiness and um, laughter and is so, so important because they are they really are the little messages that you're on the right path, that you're doing what you love, that you're really going towards your purpose, towards your gift, towards a, a better life for yourself. So you're right. It's so, so, so important to bring this in our everyday life. If we ask ourselves every night, okay, what has bring me joy today? Um, then it can be lots of different things, but we really have to focus on making more of these, really taking the time because it's so important. It's so, so, so important to reconnect with this. So we bring more time into joy, more time into happiness, more laughter, more, more good times. Even if it doesn't make sense in a logical way, it makes sense for our soul. It really reconnects us to, oh, I really did this. And it makes me so excited. And we deserve we deserve the best. We deserve an easy, simple, joyful life. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be. It happens. You know, I'm not saying it's all nice and beautiful. It happens and, and struggle happens. But when you receive joy, when you receive happiness, we have to embrace it. We have to 
honor it, embrace it fully because we deserve it. We deserve to, to feel all these beautiful feelings and they're so important. They really are um, the best thing to reconnect with in everyday lives. <laughs> oh, I want to share my takeaways from this episode because uh, there were so many um, things that you've said, Nuna, that really, really resonated so deeply um, for me. And one of the things was to follow your intuition, trust that intuition, trust when it feels light and happy and joyous, and uh, also take your time. There's no rush. I know that uh, there's a lot of members in my community who, a lot of listeners who are trying to start their own spiritual business or trying to cre create something and they see all these people rushing past them, you know, like trying to get their business you know, and they're already ahead and this one's already painted 50 pictures and I'm still sitting doing one. <laughs> and I think understanding, you know, like you said, that um, your process is different, you know, there's no rush, you can take your time. I mean, it took mm. you a year after being initiated to really start offering it, right? And I know even sometimes when we're trying to connect to our guides or trying to tap into our spiritual gifts, we're so impatient. We want to already be seeing spirits standing in front of us. Like, why isn't it <laughs> happening, right? And it's the process. So that's my takeaway. And it's okay that it takes you maybe longer than other people, that, you know, there's beauty in that slower process. But also another big takeaway is, <clears throat> for me, was to uh, trust in the little tools little processes that seem so small and insignificant but they are actually quite powerful uh, don't dismiss them don't dismiss journaling or meditating for however long for you know however you do it don't dismiss creating a list of things you love you know you just because mm. you think well that's childish you know like I don't exactly. have time for this but it's yeah. actually <laughs> Like you said, like, you know, loving water, you know, to your logical mind, your analytical mind, it may not make sense. How is that going to make me money? But you never know where this journey will lead you when you really just embrace, like, yes, I love water. I want to be around water. Same as probably for you as you embarked on this um, nomadic lifestyle, you know, you won't know exactly am I going to be having any people? Am I, is anyone going to want to come? Are we going to find food when we get there? You know, is my husband going to be able to work? Are we going to have internet? Is there going to be a free campsite? Like you don't know these things setting out, but you trust that this is the right decision for us because it feels yeah. exciting and joyous, right? And then you start this journey and things unfold and there's probably things that, you know, don't go according to plan. Maybe something goes a little bit different, but there's probably a lot of experiences that are just amazing and fascinating. You would have never had them unless you dared yourself to go a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just saying, because I know a little bit from camping, right? Like we never know, you know, what the campsite will really be like, you know, we never know what a snake will, you know, crawl across our thing and bite us. So we don't know these things. Analytical minds don't know this. They can just say, we can prepare you for it in case that this happens, right? But yeah. also that limits us, doesn't it? It does. It does really much so. It's, um, it's really, yeah, like you say, very powerful to reconnect with the little things, even though they feel childish or they feel simple or, or silly. They're just the start of it. They're just the first step of it. Um, 
there's something else I would like to explain as well. It's something yeah. I've noticed we all do the wrong way around, um, including me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, is that when we really want to put things in place and we have a new business idea or we want to create more in our life and it's not happening and we're struggling, we tried lots of different ways and we looked everywhere and it doesn't work. And the step we forget to do is to trust as well and to let go. So usually we go on the outside and we're like, okay, I'm going to find a work that's going to make sense, something that's going to, you know, for my costs and that's going to work out with my family. So we're looking on the outsides for solutions. So on the inside, we feel good. We feel like we're making a difference. We feel like we're using our gift on the inside. And it actually works so much better when we reverse this and we do it the other way. Um, and I'm talking to myself as well, because I still tend to do it the other way every now and then. Um, so we really have to start on the inside thinking, I want to feel this way. I want to feel happy. I want to share this wisdom. I want to be like this with people. I want to meet with people and make them feel that way. Or I want to create art and share my art. Or we really have to start on the inside and then letting go. And letting go and trusting that the universe will come and find on the outside all the possibilities. Yeah. We really um, try as human to find out which door to open. Is that going to make sense for money? And we go on the outside and do all the hard work of finding the right place. And it doesn't work where we could just sit back, relax and trust that the universe will come and open the door for us a lot easier because with our human mind, we can only see a few possibilities, a few doors. But if we step out and we let the universe saying, okay, this is what I wanna say, this is how I wanna feel, bring it on for me, that's it. I'm not even gonna search for solution. Just, just sit back, relax and trust. And then suddenly, because of how the universe is working with so much magic, all the doors are opening for you, even doors you wouldn't even think about. You might meet someone and say, hey, I know someone that do this. Would you be interested? And you couldn't have enough thought about it yourself. It's just the open doors that were out of your reach because you step out, because you let the universe help in you. So that's really something that works magically when we understand that we're doing it the wrong way in a way. When we go on the outside trying to find lots of solutions to make sense on the inside where we should just be on the inside, knowing how we want to feel and then letting go, then trusting. <clears throat> That's the best way for manifestation to happen. So if we feel frustrated because things are not falling into place, it's because we want to control it way too much. <laughs> and we just yeah. have to sit back and, and let the universe bring it on for us. It works so much better and we work a lot less harder as well if we don't have to search for solutions. Does that make sense? Oh, so <laughs> much. And you know, I like to ask my guests, you know, whether they have a little gift for us, you know, or something they can share. And you have just given us, I feel like, the greatest gift because this, I feel, will resonate with so many people. So many dots will be connected. It's starting on the inside, knowing it, what you want to feel, you know, how you want to feel. And then that, uh, so I, I, I work with energy a lot and I can usually tell your energetic field is going to change. Your energy is going to change. We can call it whatever, vibration, frequency, but it's going to change. And therefore, you know, 
opportunities, like you said, will come your way. You will talk to someone who will know someone who will, you know, give you this opportunity. And I love that you've touched on us. I feel like this is our greatest gift from you. Um, but before I let you go, what I would love to ask you is, is there anything that you wish I asked that I didn't ask you? Um, <laughs> not that I think of, but I think, um, yeah, pretty happy, pretty happy with your beautiful questions. I think you're very, um, you're very connected. You're very in tune. You're very um, connected to the energy and um no, I think I'm pretty, pretty happy. <laughs> oh, thank you. I just always um, feel like there, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And there, obviously, there's so many ways that this conversation could have gone. I feel like we need to have another one on past lives and ancestors, maybe. Um, but I wanted to ease everyone in into and introduce you and your work to everyone. <clears throat> and we will, of course, course link everything up so so you know when you finish listening you can or watching you can go and find Nuna and her beautiful lifestyle and it's just bliss to me it's bliss um so thank you very much then on that note Nuna and uh thank you for sharing your wonderful wisdom your gift your story with us and I look forward to connecting with you again Thank you. Thank you. I feel very, very blessed to be here. And, I, and I'm so grateful for the work you do because it, it makes such a difference as well. I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased, you know, for anyone that try to make a difference and share the beautiful light and share their gift. And, and we can see it all around you or, you know, in your magical energy of being you, which is which is really amazing. So thank you. Thank you for being Aww. you and doing this. It's amazing. Thank you. I missed you when you were here in the extensions, just a little side note here for everyone. I, I spotted, uh, this is how I came across Nuna first, I spotted her um, post maybe in one of the community groups here for Lakes Entrance, but I spotted it too late. You were already gone, so I didn't get the pleasure of meeting you in real life, but maybe when we set out to go on our own journey um, somewhere, we can you catch up with you I would love that very much and to sit in your beautiful cocoon tent just for the moment. we never know it would be great to be in person yes. be fantastic. <laughs> I so want to I love your energy and everything that you, you shared so thank you so much and thank you everyone and I will be back next week thank you thank you